I think uh, Miss Stephanie has taken our children out, So, but if you uh, need to go with Miss Stephanie and haven't done there, gone so, take on off. But I believe we've gotten everybody. Now, that's not an excuse for the rest of you to leave, though. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 3b and 11 through 32. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and scribes were grumbling, saying, This fellow comes, welcomes sinners, and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and traveled to a distant country. And there squandered his property in dissolute living. We had spent everything... A severe famine took place throughout the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him in the fields to feed the pigs. He would have gladly filled himself on the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to the father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. And he ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to to his slaves, Quickly, bring out the robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. Let's eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked him, What's going on? He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and begged and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you. I have never disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours came back, who had devoured your property with prostitutes, and you killed the fatted calf for him, then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. The word of God to the people of God. Thanks, Speedy. Again, we want to welcome everyone in the house with us this morning. And those of you who are watching with us online, whether you're watching uh, sometime later today or sometime later this week, just remember that everyone is family at Good Shepherd United Methodist Church.
We want to continue to hear from you through your prayer request. Uh, if you're in the house this morning and want to speak out, come on. Come on, let me know you're here. But we want to know that all of the things that you need for us to know so that we can pray for you and so that everyone feels welcome and a part of the Good Shepherd family. We continue this morning being gathered up in Jesus, our Lenten sermon series. We are reminded that we are gathered in the arms of Jesus throughout our lives, much like a hen gathers her brood under her wings. Our theme verse for this series is found in Luke chapter 13, verses 34. And it reminds us of Jesus' love for his people as he laments over Jerusalem. Let's read this together. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you are not willing. Jesus calls us in this season to a deeper faith-filled living as we recognize Christ's loving grace all around us. No matter how crazy and unpredictable life gets, we are covered with Jesus' unconditional love. We are never, never outside of God's love and protection. But because of our humanness, Lent offers us a time to seek, seek reconciliation, offer repentance, practice self-denial, and desire a deeper connection to, the, to Christ. We remove unneeded habits and we increase needed disciplines to demonstrate our, our desire for repentance. By confessing our shortcomings, we receive forgiveness. By seeking to grow closer to God, we deepen our relationship with God. By participating in this opportune time to reorder our lives, individually and as a faith community, we become more committed followers of Christ. As we dig, dig, dig deeper into our faith practices and compare our lives to Christ's examples, we realize that our hope comes from Christ. We are not alone in our faith journey or on our journey to embrace God's new thing here at Good Shepherd. So may Lent allow us to seize the opportunity to grow in knowledge and wisdom as we recognize our need for more Christ, more discipleship, and more connection. Now, the first Sunday in Lent, we, we explored Jesus' temptation in the wilderness and his, his, his responses to the adversary. Jesus demonstrated that temptation is a part of life, and our responses to the temptation shows how deep our faith commitment really is. Jesus' choices made the cross inevitable for him while it demonstrated Jesus' love for us. Our responses to life's temptation are determined by our ability to perceive the divine within us rather than to rely on our own human frailty. We recognize that God's ways are different from our ways and we grow deeper in our relationship to God. The second Sunday in Lent we focused on the images of Jesus, those images that deepen our understanding of who Jesus is and how Jesus is made real for us. These images connect us with Jesus. They describe and define Jesus for us. These images comfort, surround, and gather us in, in circumstance, when the circumstances of life threaten to overwhelm us. These images draw us away from these, our self-imposed barriers to God. Jesus and his unconditional love is the solution for any problem we face. 
He's our shelter from the world's brokenness. In Jesus, we find security, safety, meaning, and purpose. Because of this love, we are charged with loving others in the same way with which we are loved. Now, last week, we invited Jesus, Jesus invited us to live a fruitful life. We are called to go beyond questioning and blame and to live our lives as though it is as precious in our sight as it is in the sight of God. We, are, we, ask, us what, we ask ourselves what our plan was for our one wild and precious life. How is it we're going to make a difference in this world and in the lives of others? How will we discover and bear fruit? Through worship, prayer, mission, and service, the Holy Spirit will speak and guide us into a more fruitful life of connection with God, with creation, and with ourselves. We learn that fruitfulness is not just solely for our benefit, but for the impact we have on our spheres of influence. When we bear fruit, transformation begins to take root around us. We challenged ourselves to be a follower of Christ who bears fruit and not just the Christian who simply takes up space on the church pew. Now today, the story of the prodigal son is well known to many of us. Most of us can identify with someone in the story. Maybe it's the father of two sons, one wayward and arrogant son, the other entitled. Maybe we are the sibling who wants to branch out and regretfully realizes that grass is not as always greener on the other side. Maybe we're the child who stays home but is filled with resentment and assumes privilege. At some point in our lives, we may have been all three somewhere along the way. Have you ever wanted something? Search for it even without really knowing what you're looking for? I'm not talking about opening the fridge or the cupboard in search of that unknown snack, but something deeper. I'm talking about looking for something that you cannot define, but something that will complete you, or so you think, or something that that feels just beyond your reach, but that you cannot let go of trying to find. Our gospel text this morning is a story about wanting and searching for something that seems lost, but that is within our reach, where we know, and we can reach it when we know how to look for it. The younger brother, this brother was consumed with a, a drive to make out, an outrageous and offensive request of the father. He wanted his inheritance before his father was dead. The younger son didn't value his father, only the money that his father had. The father granted the younger son's request and off the prodigal went to spend a newly received fortune in an effort to satisfy his deepest desires. Nothing the younger son could do would quench the longing within him. The more he searched, the more lost he became. The deeper he dug, the closer to rock bottom he became. Soon the money he received was gone and his hunger grew, both physically and emotionally. The longing within him did not go away, but flourished until the realization hit him in the middle of the pig slop that he really wanted to go home. The desire within him changed from something indescribable and unattainable to something he knew all too well. 
something he had already experienced, something he already had, and something he had already thrown away. With this realization came the knowledge that he was not worthy of of regaining what he had lost. Haven't we all been there at some point in our lives? Lured by the bells and whistles of, of life only to find out that they were not as shiny and spectacular as they appeared? We may have even found ourselves lost in the muck of the world and ashamed to admit that we were wrong. We felt guilty for our choices and unworthy of the offers to make a change in our circumstances. The wayward son, he knew he was no longer worthy of his father's love, but he took a risk. He took a risk and decided to humble himself and head for home. He was willing to accept his fate and any punishment that might await. He was ready to face the indignity that he felt would come along with his admission of guilt. But you know what? None of the expectations of disgrace or shame awaited the prodigal. Once he was spotted by the father, his father ran to him with open arms, welcoming him back into the family, gathered up and and treated with dignity and worth. This would be a great ending to a heartfelt story, wouldn't it? But there was the younger son, or the older son, the sibling who had stayed home, the sibling, sibling who had stayed behind, the brother who had done everything right and honorable. Sibling rivalry, at its very best, was about to raise its ugly head. The older brother was frustrated and bitter as he stayed home, doing all the work only to see his brother return to a feast that was fit for a king. His bitterness and hatred spewed forth as his father begged him to join the celebration. The older brother felt as as if he had received nothing for the loyalty that he demonstrated. Can't we all understand his infuriation? Can we? But wait. But wait, let's take another look here. Verse 12 says of the father, He divided his property among them. The older brother received his share of the inheritance too. We often overlook that fact and that every day after the younger brother left, everything the father had belonged to the elder son. He even got a double portion of, that was due to him for the provisions of the firstborn son. The inheritance was there for the eldest son all along. But he never knew it. He never saw it. He never claimed it. It was bitterness and jealousy that kept him from claiming and living the inheritance that was right before his eyes. We will never know if that older brother came to this realization or not. But we can. We can. We do not have to come to the point of starvation to recognize the generosity and outpouring of love that comes from God. God loves more, cares more, and gives more than we can ever receive or acknowledge. It is before us every day simply for our acceptance. The message today in this story is one of grace. It is one of acceptance that we all need to hear. If we look deeper into the story from the perspective of the brother who stays home, we witness radical hospitality and how difficult Being as gracious as God is can be.
our human nature, it causes us to be reluctant to receive God's love. It causes us to be judgmental of others' motivation and and slow to accept the transformation of others. Our humanity even initiates us to withhold hospitality for all because we fail to recognize that Jesus is inclusive of everyone. God's grace and love is extravagant. Even in the midst of a chaotic world, even during the season of Lent, when our humanness is so palatable. God welcomes us all home from wandering whether we have wandered far or we've just stepped off the pathway. Jesus is gathering us all, those near, those far, those saintly and those less so, those within the church and those who feel outside of our closed doors, those who look, act, and think like us, and even those who do not. Jesus, Jesus is the common place for us all to gather, not to be alike, but to to celebrate our differences under the wings of God's love. Jesus is the place for us to open our hearts, to guide others His way, to welcome those who are lost and who are searching for a place to call home. Let us, let us be the ones to run down the road to embrace the wanderer, to hear the voiceless, to recognize the homebody, and to gather everyone as Jesus welcomes us home. Let us fall into the arms of Jesus and receive the extravagant, undeserved love that he has to offer. This morning as our, as our praise band plays our last song, this altar is open. If you're a wanderer who needs to come home, come have a conversation. If you're the son that has stayed home, come have a conversation. If you're the father who don't, doesn't know what to do with their, your two different sons who are very different, come pray. Let us stand and sing.
Go from this place knowing that you can never go far enough that God will not find you. And share that love with others. Amen.